Thanks for joining us at Warehouse Church. We would love for you to stay connected, and a great way for you to do that is to simply subscribe to this podcast. You can also stay connected throughout the week by checking out our website, warehousechurch.com, or by visiting our Facebook or Instagram pages. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. Thank you very much, worship band. Thank you, Johnny, for the great words of encouragement. I pray that you'll be faithful in your giving this year, church. Uh, we're not talking about giving right now when we talk about our evolution and leveling up. We're talking about every area of our life. And today, I want to talk to you about something that's so near and dear to our heart, near and dear to the heart of our church. I called my talk today, Level Up Your Share. And we're really going to be talking about why we participate and get ourselves involved with and engaged with sharing the gospel all over the world, or as we call it, worldwide missions. Um, Because here's the thing, wouldn't things be a whole lot easier if we just used everything we had for ourselves when it comes to our resources? I mean, honestly, if we didn't have to give, if we didn't have to even give as a church, and we just were able to keep what we had and not live by faith and live by by sight, right? Wouldn't it be a whole lot easier to accomplish the things that we think that we want to accomplish? I remember a few years ago, we were going over a financial uh, with, with a financial advisor at our church. And the financial advisor said, hey, we can, re- we can refinance, we can do this, we can do this. And our debt was coming down and we were doing really, really good. And one of the things the financial advisor said, listen, let me make, it, let me make a suggestion for you. Your church needs to stop giving to missions for a couple years. And the guys in the room and myself, we just kind of looked up at the guy and said, well, dude, that's not gonna happen. We've got too many projects, too many missionaries that are counting on us every single day Uh, to be faithful in our support so that we can reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, But I think sometimes when we think about those things, there's an automatic shutoff because for a lot of people, especially in today's culture, right, finances are tough, job market's tough, businesses close down, this this COVID thing's got us turned upside down and and all over the place. And and we kind of look at ourselves and we say this, how can I help others when I myself have needs as, as well? And, and honestly, that's a legitimate question. And, and we hope that many of you that are kinda, if you're living day to day and debt is a, is a big part of your life, uh, I hope that you will consider being part of our Dave Ramsey class that starts in a couple weeks uh, on Sunday, right here after church at 11 o'clock. It will, listen to me, it will absolutely change your life. It'll change your family, it'll change your history. Uh, and your future, uh, it, it, it's just going to be such a huge impact on your life and the way that you handle your resources and the way that you prioritize your resources. I pray that you'll consider doing that. As I told the church many times, Kim and I have been through it a few times and we've learned every single time and it's changed our future and we hope it'll do the same for you too. But that's one of those things. How can we help others when we can't help ourselves because debt is such a big part of our lives, Right. And then we ask ourselves this question, right? If I'm supposed to live responsibly, take care of my debt, help the church, tithe to the Lord's work at the church, do all these different things, and again, this message is not about giving, so relax, okay? But if I'm supposed to do all those things, at what point are other people gonna start helping themselves, right? You remember that old adage, God helps those that helps themselves. By the way, that's not a verse in the Bible, okay? Just so you know that. So we're going to talk about leveling up our share. Now, you remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about how 
in the state that our world is in today, financially, sure, but most importantly, spiritually, are we going to look at our ministry in 2021, and are we going to do, you ready, less, the same, or more? And that's a decision we're making as a church, you're making individually as well, and as we consider that, as we're leveling up, as we're joining the Levolution at Warehouse Church, um, there's some things that I want to share with you, probably one of the most simplest elementary messages today when it comes to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with others. But I want you to do it in a way where we look at ourselves first. And I don't mean that in a selfish way. I'm talking about a little self-reflection time. So there's going to be some things I'm going to say in the next four or five minutes that you've heard before and you absolutely agree with. If you agree with what I'm saying with me, do something for me, church. Say amen if you're with us today, or if you're online with us today, give us a little what, what, or a little thumbs up, or some kind of affirmation that you're listening with all. Very short message today, easy, easy points that you're going to remember, but I hope that as we bring it all in together, it'll really challenge all of us to see what God would lead us to do when it comes to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. So here's the thing we understand about why we go. Number one, Everybody's going to face God. Everybody at one time in the future will absolutely face Jehovah God someday. Romans chapter 14 and verse number 12, it says, So then every one of us is going to give an account of ourselves before God. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says that everybody's going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that Each of us may receive what is due, right, for all the good things that we did or the bad things we did in our body. Uh, We have to understand that we're going to face God and we're going to have to give an account for our lives. Uh, It's like when when you go out uh, in the afternoon and you you have some errands to run. You tell your husband or your wife, hey, I'm going to go do this. And then you come back home and maybe you're meeting together and talk about the finances that were used that day. We want to give an account for that because we want to be responsible with our finances. And we all have a level of accountability in our life. Listen, accountability is very, very healthy. I need accountability. I have many layers of accountability in my life that I desperately need every single day, just like you do, right? But the Bible says that we are accountable to God and we're gonna have to give an account before God of our lives. Here's the second thing we understand. Jesus made a way for you and I to have a relationship with God. I know that you know that. Give me an amen if you know that. Give me a what, what if you know that, right? A little thumbs up. But Jesus made a way for us to have a relationship with God. We read this verse last week, John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the, say it with me, way, the truth, and the life. And then Jesus says, no man could come unto the Father except through me. That's how much God loved us. Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Romans 5.8, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. But God demonstrated his love for us even though we were sinners. What? Christ died for us. You and I were born in sin. It tells us that in Romans chapter 5, verse number 12. And because of that sin, we're born separated from God. But God demonstrated his love for us. Even though we were sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus made a way for us to have a relationship with God. Let me get a holy high five for that. Bow, right? He did that for us. We could have a relationship with God. 
Listen, you can hear that a gazillion times, and every time you hear that, you should get excited about it. God gave his son so that you and I can have a relationship with him. And here's the third thing, you ready? Christianity 101 here, no shocking surprises here. God wants you and I and everyone to be saved. 2 Peter 3, verse number nine, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. Some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anybody to perish. God doesn't want anybody to perish, but he wants everybody, and he wants everybody to come into repentance. Listen to this in 1 Timothy. This is very compelling about how much God wants us to be saved. 1 Peter 2, 4, and 6. God, who wants all people to be saved, to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Jesus Christ, right? And then there's a description of Jesus here, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. This has now been witnessed to at a proper time. God wants you and I to be saved. So, so think about that, right? There's four points today, and I've already done three. So you can, get your, you can get your ovens going if you're watching online, or if you got your, my wife has these really cool things where we could start all kind of stuff in our house with her cell phone. She could turn lights on, ovens on, uh, just it's unbelievable all the power that she has in her cell phone and in my life, which I am graciously submitted to. But seriously, get ready. Super duper easy review, right? Everybody's gonna face God. Jesus made a way for you to have a relationship with God and God wants you and I and everybody to be saved, right? That is three of our four points today, okay? So you could bump up on your chair a little bit and say, wow, this is gonna be the shortest day ever. Here's the last thing. God wants, number three was God wants us to be saved. Number four, God calls, and there's, there's something you have to understand here about the calling of God. When God calls us to do something, he's not suggesting it. He's not saying, well, it might be a good idea if you would consider to. Or if you have any time, I'd like you to, maybe. But if not, I understand. No, no, when God calls us, God's call is God's command. God calls or commands everybody that's called upon the name of the Lord. Now, let's stop there for a second. If you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, let me hear you say amen. If you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, write out amen or say I do or maybe give a little shout out or something somehow. If you know Christ is your Savior, let us know that today, right? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Okay, so if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, God has commanded you and me and everybody that has a relationship with Jesus Christ to share our faith. 1 Peter 3.15 describes how we're supposed to do that one-on-one. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord, right? You have a relationship with Christ. He is the Lord and Savior of your life. So be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you the reason for the hope that you have and do this with gentleness and respect. Boy, it'd be really nice if gentleness and respect became a mantra of how people share things on social media as well, wouldn't it? That's another time, another place. But here's the truth. God wants us to share one. He not only wants you to share, he wants you to be prepared to share. Prepared to share. Years and years and years and years and years and years ago, when I would go out on a date, 
I would prepare myself for that date. I would use my Mac card. Now, we call that an ATM, but back when I was in high school, we called it a Mac card, and we would go to the Mac card, not because I was the Mac daddy, but because I needed a little bit of money out of the bank. And I would only need, for a really good date, when I was dating Kim, maybe 20, 25 bucks. We could go to the movies and a high-class candlelit dinner at McDonald's, all for about $20 for the whole night. So I would go get some money, and I would have enough money for the date because I wanted to make sure that I was taking care of the girl that I was going out with, my sweet wife, before we were married. And then I would go to the car wash, and I would wash my car. And I wouldn't go. My favorite car wash is, is just up the street from the church. Tommy, terrific. Love that car wash. I go in there. They wash my car really, really good. It's super fancy, and it actually costs more to wash my car today than it did to go out on a date and do all these different things years ago. But I would go, back then I would go to one of those car washes where you put the quarter in and you do it yourself, right? It would cost about a dollar to do a car wash. And then I would go to the vacuum machine, which cost about 50 cents, and I would do that. And then I would make sure I was wearing clean clothes. Then I had a move. Guys, this is the move beyond all moves when you're dating. I would not only wear cologne, and I wouldn't just do the one spray and walk into it. I would just, I would kind of, you know, wrist, wrist, neck, sweater, whatever I was wearing. I would take that same cologne and spray it in my car. Boom. That's the move. I'm just telling you, it works. So I would do all those things to do what? To be prepared to go out on a date with the girl that I was dating. And fortunately, most of the time, it was my wife when I was in high school. But here's the thing. God wants you to look at your sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And not in the same way that Ed Trinkle used to stupid date. Now listen to me. He would want you to put so much thought into it that you're thinking about possibly who you're going to tell about Jesus, that you would familiarize yourself with the Romans road, Romans 3.23, Romans 3.10, Romans 6.23, Romans 10.9 and 10, Romans 10.13. He would want you to familiar, write out the Romans road, have your Bible ready, know those verses, have them underlined, marked off, so that if somebody were to come to you and say, hey, can you tell me how I can have a relationship with Jesus Christ? You'd say, yes. Why? Because you're ready to tell them. Now, I love it when people in our church say, Pastor, can you meet with me with my friend? I, I, I really want them to know about Jesus Christ. And I never say no to that stuff. I, man, I love those opportunities that I get to sit down with people and tell them about Jesus and pray with them and see the Holy Spirit working inside of their lives, helping them to understand and receive that truth. It is the best thing in the whole world. But to be honest with you, even better, I love it when people come in and say to me, Pastor, look at this guy I brought to church with me today. I talked to him about Jesus and they got saved. It's our, all of our responsibility, not just to tell people about Jesus. Church, listen to me, to be prepared. Are you prepared today to give an answer of the hope that lies within you with, what did the Bible say? Gentleness and respect. Let me go back to that social media thing I kind of touched on earlier. Gentleness and respect in your testimony and in your witness of the Lord Jesus Christ on social media does not provoke anger. You hear me? It's not you going against somebody. Yeah, well, my God says this. Well, my God says this. I saw somebody write this week. If you are a real Christian, they wrote this on their Facebook. If you are a real Christian and support the president and all that happened in the past couple weeks, type out, if you're not afraid, amen. Can I ask you something? I wonder how many people got saved because of that. 
And I'm not saying anti this or anti that, and that wasn't a political statement I'm trying to throw in there on you. But what I'm trying to tell you is this. When we tell people about Jesus, we don't do it with a way that we're putting the, the people's elbow like The Rock used to do, holding them down until they hear about it. Well, I did my responsibility. I told you about Jesus. Now it's up to you. Ugh. No, that's not what we're supposed to do. We do it with gentleness and respect because we what? We care about that person. God calls us to, to, to share the gospel one-on-one, 1 Peter 3, 15. Acts chapter one, verse number eight kind of gives us an outline of how we're supposed to share the gospel. It says, Jesus is last words on earth, last will and testament of Jesus. You're gonna receive power when the Holy Ghost comes on you and then you're gonna be my witnesses. Then he, then he goes geographical on them. He says, you are gonna be my witnesses and here's where, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Here's what that means. Jerusalem is home. Judea is the outlying region. Samaria is to your mortal enemies because the Samaritans were the enemies of the Jews both ways and to the othermost parts of the world. What was Jesus saying? You are all responsible to get the gospel everywhere. We are. <clears throat> How do we do that? How do we get the gospel everywhere? Well, our witness, our testimony, and our support. Currently today, Warehouse Church supports 14 missionaries or missions projects, and our missions giving is right about, our budget is $4,250 a month, which for over the course of a whole year, we need to give about $1,000 a week towards missions to support our current projects. Now for a church, warehouse church, that's only just three years old. I'm very proud that our church gave just about 50,000, right under $50,000 to missions last year. And you can, hey, give yourselves a hand for that. That's God's faithfulness in your life that, that, that you've demonstrated that, right? And, and, and in order for us to meet our current budget, right? Let's go back to two weeks ago. In order for us to do the same We've got to do, we have to receive or give individually as a church families equaling up to about $1,000 a week for us to do the same as we did last year. Now, if we're going to consciously make a decision to do less, then we can give less than that. And instead of supporting 14 projects, maybe we'll do 10 projects or maybe we'll do seven projects because if we decide as a church that we're going to do less, even though the world's going crazy, Going to hell in a handbasket, I heard somebody say the other day, and I know it's dating myself, but even though all those things are true, if we say, you know what, we just can't, things are tough for us, we're gonna do less, and we'll cut back and we'll do less. But here's my question to you. Do you wanna do less, the same, or more? Do you wanna do less, the same, or more? We currently support missions locally. That's our Jerusalem. We currently support missions that ministers to the outlying regions of our community through church plants in the United States and also local pregnancy care centers that we've supported and some of the missions projects we've done through Warehouse Cares Ministry. But then, then we also have a responsibility to get the gospel out to the rest of the world. What's that? That's the whole world. We've taken trips in our first few years of, of, of a, in existence at Warehouse Church. We've gone to Guatemala. We've gone different places. We've gone to Cuba. We, and, and honestly, we don't want to go to... Last year, we went to less places because we had to go to less places. I want to do more this year. I want to take trips to Guatemala. I'd like to take a group to Cuba. I really want to go to the continent of Africa, perhaps Kenya or South Africa. 
I really want to get back home to the Philippines and see so many people that we love and are dear to our hearts. I don't just want to go, though. We don't go for a vacation or for a tourist opportunity. We go so that a burden would be birthed in our heart so that we could do what? More for the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, this thing about Christianity is to come to church, get saved, and everything's good. This thing about Christianity is receive it, grow in it, and then share it. And it's very so We love sharing good news. Don't you love sharing good news? This year, we were able to tell the whole world that we had two more grandchildren. I promise you, Kim and I shared it on every social platform that we, are, that we have. We have two more grandchildren. We have Bowie, named after David Bowie, and Rocky, named after the Italian stallion. Two more grandkids for our family. Two boys. The boys now outnumber the girls. Boom, right? We told everybody about that. That was good news for us. We told everybody when the church reopened. Man, we had a big social strategy meeting when we opened the church back up on Mother's Day. We, met, we called everybody. We sent emails. We sent the church texts. We did social media every single day. Come to church, come to church, come to church, come to church, come to church. And we're saying that now even as people are still starting to come back uh, to church uh, post-apocalyptic nightmare, right? We want you to come back to church. Why? Because we have good news to share with you. And there are people all over the world that need to hear good news. And you and I have that good news. And God wants you to be prepared. Listen, being prepared to share it means you're prepared to share it one-on-one. Being prepared to share it means you manage your finances in a way so you can give so others can go on your behalf. Being prepared to share means praying about it. We talked last week about spiritual disciplines. When we pray, we're not just praying about us, our stuff, and the stuff that we need We're praying for others and that the gospel of Jesus Christ and God's will will be done all over the world because of what? Our generosity and our faithfulness. Listen, God's going to do what God's going to do. We have no control over God. He's the creator and the sustainer of the universe. He's already moving. Don't you want to be in a place where you can be blessed and be a part of something he's already doing? You want to jump on board with God and support worldwide missions so others can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ so other people can hear that good news so that your legacy is not just here on earth someday but that your legacy is in heaven with the scores or hundreds or thousands of people that know Jesus Christ as Savior. The thing about Christianity is it is a belief in Jesus Christ that prompts us to share or to go. So I want to challenge you, church. Level up your share. Level up your share. 1 Peter 3.15. Be prepared to level up your share. I want to ask you to bow your heads with me and close your eyes. Ask God to speak to your heart as we pray. Today, Father, as all of us, starting with this guy right here, are challenged on whether or not we're going to do less, the same, or more when it comes to our missions commitments, when it comes to our personal evangelism, when it comes to praying for others. Lord, we've taken on new missionaries this year and it has been absolutely by faith. Don't even know how we did it. There's, there's times that Marianne and I and some of our board members would talk about it and we would scratch our heads and say, I don't know if we could do this. And we just believe that God was gonna bless us, not for doing anything foolish, but for acting on faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. I don't want to support less than 14 missionaries or missions projects this year. 
I want to support more. I don't want to be a church that when missionaries call us up for support, they're calling us up kind of knowing that we can't. I want them calling us up expecting that we can and we're going to. That's going to mean a lot of us doing a lot more than we already are. So my prayer for you today is not to make a commitment. My prayer for you today, everybody online and everybody that's, that's, that's here with us today, is to look inside your hearts and ask God, should I do less? Maybe the same? Listen, if you're not doing anything, more. One plus zero is one. That's more. You could do more. And we'll talk about systematically how to consider these things. But my, my encouragement to you today is ask God to show you, help you, and guide you and me and Warehouse Church to do more. Father, bless us. We hear you. We're listening. We pray that you would help us to be prepared to share the gospel to the uttermost parts of the world. Help us to be a church, Lord, that's doing it here, all over Texas, all over the United States, and all over the world. Not so that we could say what a great church we are, but so we can point to you and say what a great God you are. We love you and thank you. We ask you this thing, in Jesus' name, and everybody say it with me. Amen. Give me an amen online too, okay? Hey, thanks for joining us today. Next week, we have our announcements. You're going to hear about those in just a second. But can I implore you, make sure you're here next week. We're going to have a big church meal afterwards. It's going to be awesome and fun. Our VMAs, we're going to honor volunteers. We're going to give out some t-shirts and some awards. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be right here on our church property, 10 o'clock next Sunday. You're going to hear some of that in our announcements, but I just wanted to personally invite you to be there, to be there for that event next week. Thank you for watching today. We hope you were encouraged. We hope you're blessed. If you were, like it on Facebook and then share it to your personal Facebook as well, okay? Thanks for joining us today. God bless.